Welcome to Conversations with Ken, a podcast where we discuss relevant topics in investing. I'm Ken Crawford, Senior Portfolio Manager with Argent Capital Management. Today I have Kirk McDonald with us again. As you will recall, Kirk is our mid-cap portfolio manager uh, and has had great results there. But another thing that Kirk brings to Argent Capital is uh, he is our in-house economist. And before we start, um, I want to talk certainly about what's going on in Ukraine. And uh, I'm sure as all you uh, feel, our hearts and prayers go out to the people of Ukraine. But at least in part, um, tied into that is the reason why I have Kirk here, and that's to talk about inflation. So, Kirk, firstly, welcome. Hi, Ken. Thanks for having me back. My pleasure. So, can you tell us, to begin with, what may or may not happen because of the Russian invasion in Ukraine? Well, the U.S. economy is actually booming going into this uh, war in Ukraine that Russia started, and it's unlikely that it will have any significant impact on the U.S. economy. Um, Unemployment claims, to give some examples of what's going on right now in our economy, unemployment claims in the, in the U.S. are at a 52-year low. Housing is booming. Uh, there's, uh, houses are in very short supply, and builders are building them as fast as they can. Large capital spending projects, so buying big pieces of equipment and things like that, that's also booming. So overall, the U.S. economy is very strong, and it will continue along its course most likely, uh, regardless of what happens uh, with this war in Ukraine. But impact perhaps Europe a little more uh, negative? Yes, uh, thanks for asking about that. It, it'll be a more negative impact on Europe, uh, primarily uh, not only is it closer, much closer to home right. for them, but yeah. also they're dependent on Russia for the vast majority of their energy supplies, primarily natural gas. Right. And while Russia um, is hesitant to cut off those natural gas supplies for uh, the reason that they need the money that Europe sends them in exchange for that um, in order to run their economy, uh, so they really, they may not like and trust each other, but they need each other. Um, however, Russia's not supplying any more gas than they need to uh, because of their contracts. So the, the impact on Europe will be a little bit more negative than it is here. And they, their economy was a little bit slower than ours anyway. So right. uh, it's something to keep in mind and be concerned about. So supply of natural gas to Europe a little bit uh, in doubt. And speaking of supply, the last time you were here, you talked to me and to podcast listeners about the supply chain. So can you kind of remind us what that is? Yeah, so the supply chain is all the activities that go into getting a finished good into the hands of a consumer. Um, and it's most, at its most basic level, it involves everything from beginning at a mine where you dig up the minerals right. from the ground or in the forest where you chop down a tree. Then you transport that to a processing center uh, where it's transported to eventually to a factory, then transported to a store or a warehouse, and then eventually transported to a consumer's house. And that supply chain involves uh, hundreds and hundreds of different people, dozens of steps, even for a very simple product. Um, and now it's frequently global, even for right. very simple products. So it's really a, a rather delicate uh, system that generally works very, very well. Um, but of late, not so well. So how does supply chain issues or not tie into the discussion about inflation? So um, they tie in because of it goes back to the old thing about supply and demand mm -hmm. that I used to talk about in high school with my economics teacher, my very first economics class. 
Uh, so in generally the supply chain worked very, very well until the pandemic hit. And then uh, we voluntarily closed down some activities. Then other things were involuntarily closed down and interrupted that delicate dance of getting the goods into consumers' hands. So when there's a shortage of supply of the things that we want, but demand stays the same, then what happens to bring that back into balance is you raise prices. Right. So that's where the inflation comes in uh, to play as a result of the supply chain interruptions that right. we're still experiencing. Right, so basic supply and demand, yep. supply is flat, demand is higher, so you gotta raise prices to choke off demand. Exactly, exactly. Um, moving on, not too long ago, Federal Reserve Chairman Powell talked about inflation as we've been talking about and characterized it as transitory or temporary. Has he or the Fed said anything different of late? So it was about a year ago that inflation started to increase mm -hmm. when we, um, in the very first uh, measurements in the different uh, ways that the government uses to track right. prices. Uh, so then a year ago, they were using the word transitory. Right. That gradually disappeared from the lexicon. And, and in the last six months, they have not used the word transitory. And they hesitate to use the word persistent because they don't want consumers and to uh, start thinking that inflation is here endemically right now. So their thinking is, has changed on that a little bit, though. At least the verbiage. The verbiage has certainly changed. Right. So we talked about Russia, impact on inflation, particularly commodities. And I'm sure people listening to the podcast have experienced some of that, perhaps when they drive their car up to the gas pump and they see you know, considerably higher uh, gasoline prices. Are we seeing any other areas of inflation in, in the U.S. economy? Yes, we are. And uh, one thing I should back up a little bit and, and talk about, I forgot to uh, really in my answer to that last question regarding uh, Jerome Powell's thoughts on inflation. Mm -hmm. um, really, infla inflation is partly goes back to that supply and demand phenomenon. Right. Um, and even with money, it's a supply and demand sort of an idea. So over the past two years in the U.S., we've increased our money supply by 42%, which is a, the by far the biggest increase in history. That sounds like a jump to me. That is a big jump. So um, right now there's a much bigger supply of money than there typically is, and most people have more money in their bank account than they're used to. So they're willing, it's become a little bit less valuable to them, so they're willing to pay more for goods and services. So that's part of the reason for the higher inflation right now. Um, and Jerome Powell's right now thinking, doing a lot of thinking about, okay, how to bring that supply demand balance of money right. back more into uh, a correct balance. Um, and one thing he's concerned about is that it, the inflation not become persistent. Correct. The best way that that happens is through what's called a wage price spiral. Um, and that's beginning to happen a little bit in the country right now. So uh, what a wage price spiral is simply uh, workers are, you know, they're busy working hard at their job every day and they go to the store to buy things they need or want. Um, and they notice the prices are higher and their standard of living is actually declining a little bit. They can't buy the things that they need. So they go to their boss and they, they ask for a raise. And the boss says to themselves, well, this is a really good employee. I don't want to lose him or her. So um, profits are pretty good right now. In fact, our margins are higher than they normally are. So I can afford to give them a raise. So they give that person a raise. And the person is happy for a little while. Uh, but maybe over the next six or 12 months, as they're going to the store, they notice prices keep going up and I can no longer maintain my standard of living. Right. So they go back to their boss and they ask for another raise. 
And the boss thinks to themselves, well, I gave him a raise six months or a year ago, and uh, it temporarily depressed my profit margins a little bit. So I just raised prices. Now margins are back up higher again, so, and I don't want to lose this worker, so I'll give him another raise. And then you have what's called this wage price spiral. And that's actually beginning to happen in the country right now. We're seeing that. So, so prices are going up um, really for all different goods and services. Um, and for me in particular, the last time we talked, right. um, I mentioned as a good example of the supply chain problems, my difficulty getting an oven. No oven for Kirk. <laughs> so the good news on that is I'm getting an oven on March 8th. Congratulations. So, so I'm very, very happy after waiting a long time. The bad news on that is I have to pay more. So I actually paid for this originally about 15 months ago. Um, and now I have to pay more. I have to add about 50%. Fifty percent, five zero percent. Wow! To get uh, the oven, which um, and there was really nothing I could do about it, and that's supply and demand. Um, the, for the ovens, if I wanted an oven, I had to be willing to pay up. And frankly, I'm tired of not being able to cook. So, so inflation is hot even in the oven industry. <laughs> that's right. Can your one-liners? That you have a perfect job. I'll tell you that. You can drop these one-liners left and right. <laughs> so the next time the Fed speaks and meets since, as you mentioned, they kind of dropped the transitory uh, verbiage is this month in March. Um, what are people expecting the Fed to do and to say in that meeting? So they're, um, up until about two days ago, they thought the Fed uh, would announce a half a percent rise in interest rates at their next meeting. Uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has changed right. that a little bit because it induces some different risks and unknowns into the economy. So now they're thinking the Fed will raise rates for sure in order to try to bring inflation mm -hmm. back under control, uh, but more likely a quarter of a percent instead of a half a percent is what the market is thinking right now. And another aspect that I think gets a little less attention, but I, we certainly uh, think about it, and I think uh, economists and investors think about it, is what is called QE, quantitative easing, versus QT, quantitative tightening, and that is controlled by the Fed. And maybe you could explain what's going on there and, and what people expect going forward. Sure, so uh, we talked a few minutes ago about the increase in the money, money supply, supply of 42%. Right. That's quantitative easing. So the Fed dramatically increased the amount of money in the economy in order to keep things moving during the pandemic. So that's quantitative easing. Quantitative tightening or tapering is where they start to decrease or slow the increase of the money supply. Not decrease it, but slow the increase. So there's still the money supply is still increasing as we speak right now, uh, but they will most likely start to slow the rate of rise um, at the next meeting as well. But people anticipate that they'll use interest rates as their primary tool. They'll raise interest rates as a primary way to bring down inflation. So the Fed using two tools, interest rates up, quantitative easing, easing down to try to tame inflation going forward. That's correct. And uh, and they're really trying to get that started uh, while there's still time. And the way they measure if there's still time or not is uh, they constantly are polling the American public on what are the, your personal inflation expectations for the next six, 12 months, three years, and five years out. Um, and so far, people's inflation expectations are not that high. Uh, they're elevated a little bit, but it's still well in the range of where there's time for the Federal Reserve to get this under control before we all, uh, like in the late 1970s, early 1980s, and I remember that time I was fairly young, but I still remember that 
constant the constant topic at, uh, of conversation at my house was prices keep going higher. My parents were very worried about that. Stagflation. So, exactly. So that is a risk right now, but there's still time to bring inflation under control. So we'll wait to see what the Fed has to say this month, and then maybe circle back together in three, six months to see if their actions are being effective. Yeah, I think that would be great. And in fact, you know, I promised to bake bake something in my new oven, and I'll bring it to our next meeting, Ken. Sounds great. <laughs> Thank you very much, Kirk McDonald. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Ken. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Ken. For now, stay safe, stay well, and thank you for investing your time with us. This podcast represents opinions from portfolio managers of Argent Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor, and reflect the portfolio manager's judgment on the date of this podcast and are subject to change. The podcast is meant for informational purposes only, is not intended to serve as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is also not a research report and is not intended to serve as a basis for any investment decision. All investments involve risk, and the past performance of a security or financial product does not guarantee future results or returns. Investors should consider their investment objectives and risk carefully before investing.